Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your... Wait, no, hold on. We got this backwards. <laughs> You're supposed to start. I'm Fuck. I'm supposed to start. <laughs> ah, ah, shit. You wrote it. <laughs> oh, I did. I did write it. Wait, is it actually... Did I actually get it backwards? Oh, my know. God. You're you right. Oh. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> to restart. Rewind, 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 rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the AdCast, a podcast for the study of modern visual culture. I'm your witch from Mercury, Renu. And I'm your Zarok Soup. <laughs> this week, Ad stands for Absolute Territory because we'll be wrapping up the fall 2022 season. Yay. But um, before we get into that, what have we been up to? It's been so long since you and I have uh, touched okay. base on our lives <laughs> with each other. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I... I feel like it, it it rather is important a little bit to address the fact that um the anniversary episode went up and it went up 3 months into 2023. <laughs> <laughs> it, that is I mean to be honest that's a little unconscionable that's like a fourth of the way into 2023 like that's <laughs> that's a little silly. Um but uh no i mean i've been i've been fucking busy so uh, a lot of the time like i i just haven't i haven't really even been home like i've been uh, i've i've been like going to places um to visit you know family and stuff um i i saw that you just wrote in blue lock here um, i did I, yeah i assumed i assumed that you watched the rest of it and yes. um yeah, I, I, <laughs> I mean I we'll talk about it later <laughs> yeah but yeah i i have really i feel like a lifetime has sort of passed since the last time uh we recorded the podcast um and there is some stuff that uh i like i'm i'm not gonna get into because it's just like it's just family stuff right there's, there's some some um I've, I've just been doing the doing the circuit you know um it's always you know the holiday season you you go and you see you see your family um, obviously, I talked about that a little bit when uh, in the uh, 2022 wrap-up uh, episode and on the anniversary episode. Um, but I came back from that trip. That trip was was fine. Um, it was it was pretty good. Um, it was pretty wild actually because uh, I happened to go when um, Portland got hit by like a, a snap like storm. Mm. Uh, a snap like snowstorm so like you know we got in and it's like really really fucking cold right mm -hmm. it was like 19 or so degrees um sort of ambiently but because of the wind it um it felt like six degrees uh, huh. it, so it was really cold i'm really glad we we bundled up for that one um and then like you know we get there and we we hang out for for the first day we you know go to sleep um and then in the morning, it has it has snowed. Like the the city is now under a blanket of snow, and that was like all of a sudden it was so wild. Um, oh, that's crazy! <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and it. I mean, it was it was 
you know, good and bad because, like, some, some places weren't prepared for it. So, like, they just had to close for the day. You know, like, the shipments were late and stuff. It was pretty wild, like, walking around trying to find something to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, anything that was open. Um, but, you know, it, it, it turned out to be a, a pretty good trip. Um, I made another trip to visit some family in fe- February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, January. I don't even remember January really. Like I, I legitimately could not tell you what happened in in that in that time, but <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I mean, uh, like it's been a whirlwind for me. I would say, you know. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh me. I boy, I had what an what an adventurous holiday I had. <laughs> uh huh. I um. So it started off right. Um, I was uh, driving to my relative's house. Um, which is a very long drive. It's 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 like sixteen hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had Clover with me. We were driving in our um, SUV, and um, you know things were going fine. I was I was about oh no, it was twelve hours away. Um, sorry, uh, I was about four hours out from my um, brother's house. Mm-hmm. when uh, we hit a patch of black ice on the highway. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, and, my God. Yeah, I, I kid you not, our car, like, one one second was on the road, and the next split second was off the road. That's how quick it was yeah, that we were yeah, yeah. We went on and off, right? Um, and uh, we... <laughs> we, uh, we hit the uh, cable barrier on the left side of the road, um, which thankfully was there, so it like it it slowed down the speed of the car a lot, but we were still like going at like highway speeds, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so since it it did slow us down, but the problem is because we came out at an angle, we bounced off of it. The car then careens across both lanes of the highway onto the right side of the highway. Oh my god! And into the into the grass on the right side, and so then. The grass is like kind of like frost covered. It was, it was, um, I remember now, it was the day, uh, before Christmas Eve. Okay. Um, yeah. And it was, it was that day when the temperature dropped across the country by like, I don't know, like a good like 40 to 50 degrees. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that's why like the ice just suddenly formed, like, you know, in spots like on the highway and stuff, but it hadn't been salted yet. And so, right. like, there was ice on the left side and on the right side. So we we got it. We we like slid into the grass, and thankfully by that point, a lot of the speed had been taken out of the car. But we were then <laughs> headed directly to the tree line, and I was like, "Oh crap, we're gonna we're gonna smash into the frigging trees if I don't do something." My and God. so, like, I was like counter steering as best I could, but you know, there's there's so little that you can do at that point. But thankfully, it was like just enough that we were able to kind of like. Going at a, a, a less severe angle, and so we kind of like slid in, and then just before the car had like come to a full stop, we like bumped into this little tiny little tree that like it was it was fast enough that like there was like an indent in the front of the car, but like <sighs> you know like it wasn't hard enough that like the engine like smashed into you know you know the front compartment right. or anything like that. Yeah, that is that is yeah. truly my nightmare. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I it hate was, that crazy yeah and and what was even crazier is that like the car looked absolutely totaled right but like mm-hmm. everything inside the car was totally fine including of course like like clover and i we were okay um 
no injuries or anything like that. And like, I even had like, like I had my convention stuff in the car um, because I had a, a, a convention that was coming up a month after that. And I was just going to stay over, you know, with my, my folks um, until then. And then um, we, I had also gotten like a little Christmas cake for my brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it was like, it, it looked a little jostled, but it was actually okay. And there was okay, also like okay, a little okay. like, you know, it was there was also like a non-alcoholic, like little sparkling wine bottle next to it. And that was also okay. Like everything in the car was fine, including us. It's just the outside of the car was like, like just a mangled disaster because like the entire left side of the car was like almost scraped off by the cable barrier. And then the top side had been scraped by the trees. And then, of course, the front side got smashed in by the tree. <laughs> um, but it was like so lucky, right? Because first of all, we were okay. And second of all, there wasn't anyone in that particular like section of the highway while we were driving. Like there were people yeah, like really yeah. far ahead of us. And there were some people like pretty far behind us. So like when we went, like when we got sent across the highway, we didn't like, thankfully, we didn't end up like hitting anyone. Um, and there was like, uh, it was like, before I'd even gotten out of the car, there were a bunch of people that had stopped by and they were like, you know, asking if we were okay. They were calling the police for us. It was like, it was really nice. Um, this is one dude who was calling the cops and he was like, clearly not dressed for the weather. Like he was clearly oh. dressed to stay inside his car because he was right. like in like a white t-shirt and jeans. Oh my God. <laughs> I felt so bad. He was shaking so bad while he was, <laughs> he was hoping to call the cops. And I was like, bless this man. He's so nice. <laughs> um, I was so out of it. I, I like called my brother because I was like, I don't know what to do. And then, you know, he helped me like walk me through what I needed to do to stay safe. And um, I was like, the car is kind of smoking. And he's like, is the, is the key still in the ignition? And I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, turn off the car, like, take out the keys. And I was like, okay, I, I did that. And then the smoke died down. He's like, are you warm? Are you able to stay in the car? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, so he was, he was, he was really patient and calm throughout the whole process, um, which helped me a lot. And then, uh, you know, we got the car eventually, like, towed and had that whole debacle. But basically, um, uh, the car would have costed, like, $10,000 to repair. Oof. Uh, so yeah, with that, we just ended up like selling it at a salvage yard. Um, yeah, I mean, at, <laughs> at, at a certain point, like yeah. a, a car being like having to fix the car is yeah. worth so much more than like just buying a new car. Exactly. Like, even, even just like a, a used car on like Craigslist exactly. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was a pretty old car too. So it wasn't like the problem, the, the, the thing I kick myself over is that like to prepare for this trip, I had like. Upgraded a ton of stuff. I had even gotten the, the inspection oh, pass. I no. Had, no oil change, new battery. Like, and I was gonna get new tires too. And ah, uh, <laughs> uh, that, that um, sucks. That yeah, sucks. Yeah, but you know, it's it's all right. Like the car did like keep us safe. You know, like despite yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, as as long yeah. as you're okay, like a yeah. car is is replaceable. Yeah. Right. You know? Exactly. This, um, it, however, this story does remind me of one of my <laughs> friends uh, uh -huh. had a car. That uh -huh. was so old and so depreciated in value that, um, like I think I think like a a garbage truck or like a car or something like drove too close to his car and like 
scraped like basically from like you know bumper to bumper like end to end like <gasps> just one big scratch across the whole car and <gasps> it was completely cosmetic right no damage to the car other than than the cosmetic damage uh-huh. but because the car was worth so little it was considered totaled right <gasps> what <laughs> <laughs> right so the car was completely functional but because the amount of money it would take to repair the damage to it was more than the car was worth like that is the criteria for your car being considered totaled right so his, uh... his car was totaled and it worked fine and i think he still drove it around for for a while after that um but that that is the that is the story i always think of when um when you know uh, we talk about a, a car being totaled also the time that i flew back from a convention and the next day i woke up and my dad was like so you know your sister totaled your car right and like that was the first i had heard of it at that at that point right so i was like but i i got I, what i i got to drive mean? today like he's like it's fine you can use my car i'm like it's a fi- fine okay i guess but anyway, um, well, I'm I'm glad you're safe. That's Thank that's you. a fucking that's a fucking wild story. I mean, it <laughs> it seems like we we traded sort of places this year because last year I had the really intense Christmas. You did. You had a wild winter. <laughs> yeah. Um. But other than that, uh, the holidays were spectacular. Like I got a lot of family time. A lot of friend time. Yeah. We, uh, I also, the convention I was going to was, uh, Magfest over in Mm -hmm. uh, Maryland. That was so good. I definitely want to go there again because it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I got to meet a ton of like indie developers and stuff like that because a lot of them go to that convention to, you know, premiere their games and stuff like that. Um, we, uh, uh, there's a huge like music scene there too. Oh, Um, nice. Technically, yeah, it's technically like a music and gaming festival. Um, mm. But there's like anime stuff there too, and that's why I can sell my yeah, stuff of course, there of as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was it was a ton of fun, and uh, Scott Two Network was also there. Oh, the, that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was that was really fun. <laughs> nice, nice. Did, mm-hmm. did you get Did you get to say, hey, hey you wrote the I I didn't get to see them in person. Oh, oh I feel, I feel so sad. bad. Yeah, every time I went by their booth, they weren't there, and so I was like. <laughs> Ah, oh, damn. Yeah, that been, one day. That great. One day. Yeah, I'd like to meet them one day. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, anything well, else? Yeah. That, I, that's basically it. I mean, it's been pretty uneventful otherwise outside nice, of nice. the holidays. Yeah. Um, your story did remind me, uh, speaking of extreme weather mm-hmm. conditions, um, California <laughs> has been kind of going through it the last yeah, uh, right? like month. Uh-huh. It has like the the sort of winter season this year has been really wild. They keep hitting like you know uh, like atmospheric river after atmospheric river, and you know we got <laughs> pelted with like a ton of rain, mm-hmm. just nonstop for like two weeks, and it you know obviously it wasn't enough to completely fix the drought, but it did sort of replenish the reservoirs to a certain degree, but. Um, this, this week, you know, we, we got news that we're going to be hit by another one, which is like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, the wildest thing has been the, the weather is like really weird, right? Because Uh we have all these atmospheric rivers coming through. It's raining like all the time, very un-California like, you know, at least for the past like decade, right? You know, you get one sort of rain 
like storm uh every like <sighs> four years i think probably uh-huh. like ever uh-huh. since you know um we started getting the the big boy droughts but the weirdest thing has been the fact that the the peculiar weather conditions have made it so that it's just it's snowing in places where it just like shouldn't be snowing right, right? <laughs> so they're like literally i can look outside and look at up at the hills and the mountains and the mountains that i can see that like the very tallest mountains i can see have snow on top of them and like <laughs> it's not impossible for them to have snow on top of them like it, it can happen but like the amount of snow is a, is a little bit absurd and like <laughs> there's places there's like places in california that are getting completely snowed in which is which is you know it, sometimes you remember that california is very mountainous a lot of people don't actually know that uh, i realized um california so for people that don't live in the united states and aren't like hyper aware of the the sort of climate of california right um obviously there is the the sort of like la beach hollywood climate but um california basically has within contained within it like pretty much almost every climate that you can you can find right mm-hmm. you know um we got deserts and mountains and um we even have some some tundras we got lots of forests and and all that kind of stuff right but yeah, uh, this much snow, especially in places like Southern California where it has been coming down, it's like really weird. The other day, I was, you know, in uh, I was in San Jose and it just started hailing all of a sudden. <laughs> I was like, this, this is weird. This is weird. <laughs> well, I hope you're enjoying every season all at once. <laughs> yeah, it really feels like I'm getting every season all at once. To be to be honest with you, I'm I'm kind of done being cold. It's like cold all the time. I want it to be warm. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for summer. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt too. Even though, like, we 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 both are pretty like anti-cold people. Um, we don't neither yeah, of us. I don't think yeah. really enjoy living in the north or dealing with snow and ice. I mean, I I'm not really a hot weather person either. I like when it's like quite mild. Um, sure. And mm-hmm. I I do enjoy when it is colder outside. Uh, it just has been so it, it's just been cold like for a while now so i'm just like I, i'm done <laughs> you know like if it's too cold and like rainy and dark i, I just get sleepy like I, I i don't i don't i can't muster yeah, the yeah, motivation to do anything i just want to burrow in bed and and sleep yeah no i i definitely get that it, especially like like um for me it's it's like my my fine motor reflexes slow down and so it becomes so hard to draw when it's cold and that is what drives me crazy yeah 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 you gotta get those like those like uh hand the hand warmers and like the gloves and right exactly you 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 gotta you gotta get all set up like you're an esports gamer (laughs) is that how they do it i gotta look that up (laughs) that's how that's how that's how they do it that's how the pros do it they got those hand warmers to to clutch between rounds (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah hand warmers came in real clutch uh this uh this christmas when i was in when i was in oregon it was fucking cold the first couple days it, it warmed up quite a bit after that though like once it started raining like it, it it was a normal temperature it like wasn't wasn't that bad at all but you know the the first the first couple days man it was fucking freezing especially coming Aww. from california like even mm. like california gets like kind of cold but like man <laughs> It was six degrees, is what it felt like. Uh, right, it's according cold. To, Definitely according super to the cold. weather. Yeah, for California, very cold. <laughs> very very cold. Anyway, um, 
wild, wild uh, Christmas holiday season aside, um, shall we mm-hmm. talk about the anime? Shall we do? Yes, the I'm so excited. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, I feel like uh, this is pretty funny because a lot of the stuff that we covered in the end of the year wrap up was was from this season. Yes. <laughs> so it, this and. Personally, I didn't watch much more than that. I, I can see that you watched a couple more things, but yeah. um, mm-hmm. I, I suspect that this this episode may be a, a little bit on the shorter side, which is which would be good, honestly. Um, so, Spy X Family second season. Oh, my God, this this felt like so. This feels like so long ago because, like, at this know, point, right? <laughs> at this point, this this finished airing like midway through December, maybe. Like, it was it was over like a long time ago from our perspective uh here recording <laughs> right now and mm-hmm. i mean it was it was good it was good um yeah. the animation continues to be very cute um you get a lot of the you get a lot of the kind of like meat of the slice of life stuff that happens in in those arcs that uh that are happening in 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 uh, spike's family um the i suspect that the next couple seasons which will inevitably come out right um are going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit heavier on on the plot, but um in the first place Spyx family um as far as the manga goes is fairly fairly episodic all things considered like there is a little bit of rolling momentum episode to episode, but like mm-hmm. um a lot of the stories tend to be pretty self-contained. Um yeah. Uh yeah. but but yeah, I mean it's it's good, it's cute. It is uh about a family um and they all lie to each other about what they do. <laughs> I mean, if you like the first season, then you're bound to like the second season. I will say that the second season has the introduction of the most, you know, important character, which is Bond, (laughs) the dog. Yes, that is that is true. I can't believe they waited till the second season to introduce. But I mean, it's fine. It worked out. But like, yes, best character, Bond, the dog. Yes. So that's something to look forward to in the second season. He goes dwarf. He's a borf. He, he big borf. He's a borfer. <laughs> He's a borfer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you don't need us to tell you what Spy X Family is. Like it it was only, you know, one of one of the biggest anime that uh that aired in the season that it came out. Um it just so happened that the second season of it aired in the same season as the third season of Mopsaka 100 uh a, another Gundam series and then um chainsaw man and butchie the rock so like you know we had a it, lot of good it, shows this season spy <laughs> spy x family was was sort of the workhorse series this season i would say um <laughs> it continues to maintain a, a very good level a very high level of quality mm-hmm. um and it obviously because it's a little bit more slice of lifey it is not necessarily quite as bombastic but it's like you know it's cute it's sweet it is something that you can really easily pick up and watch just like week to week and it honestly serves as a very nice like cool down series um especially if you've just been watching you know um chainsaw man <laughs> you know some of those <laughs> episodes yeah it also has like it. the the occasional spice of like an action sequence that's really well animated yeah yeah they love their yeah. action sequences yeah. um and they really 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 ham them up for the anime uh yeah and, i mean it's it's good it's good yeah Third season of Mob Psycho 100. Um, I actually have no idea whether or not this adapts the end of the the comic. I think it does. Maybe. 
I mean, did, did you... It felt like an ending. It it feels like the ending. <laughs> it feels like the ending, but I I didn't... I haven't read the, the comic, so I, right. I wouldn't be able to tell you. It mean it to me it, it felt like so final and I know I I was reading um like the the Twitter response to the season and there were people who were saying that it would be the last anime season I I don't I didn't have any like official uh-huh. confirmation about that but um I mean that so, would make sense yeah it it would make sense right to me it felt super final because they wrapped up like everything um I think so yeah yeah so uh it was so emotional. <laughs> I think yeah. if, it, if this is the last season, which I think it is, then it's a really, really good ending. I, I think, it, I think it, yeah, it's yeah. a great finale. It nails yeah. it. I mean, obviously, there are sort of small things that you could probably nitpick here and there if you are a fan of the comic, and as any sort of adaptation will will inevitably lose something in transmission. Um, but as an anime experience, it was like incredible. I, I would mm-hmm. say um, the animation style of one was translated so so gorgeously into anime mm-hmm. they kept mm-hmm. a lot of the charm of the original and but like you know obviously they being a professional anime studio really really went ham on it um in a lot of places and it really shows um i can't remember the the specific names of the people that that worked on it but um one of one of them is, uh, at least a couple of them are are super well known um one of them was the um the storyboard artist for soul eater um specifically oh. those like really good uh scythe fight scenes that maka yeah, does yeah yeah um, uh-huh. um yeah I, I, I like he specifically i know worked on those you can tell any any scene that has the like cube debris uh, it is like a trademark of his style. I can't oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, it was really good. Uh, I think it was adapted really well. the The voice cast was was frankly like incredible. The pacing mm-hmm. felt you know on point. Mm-hmm. The adaptation felt like really really true to the spirit uh, of the of the manga. And yes. I mean, I I really would like to dedicate like an entire episode to talking about mob psycho 100 because i think it is such a such a fantastic piece of like sincere sort of um heartfelt like character driven uh Mm -hmm. media and it was so good to see mobs like entire journey from like you know the beginning to to now and he and you're like oh i i you could see how much he's grown like how much how yeah. much he's like learned to like mm-hmm. you know feel his be in tune with his emotions i really liked that the the sort of theme of the last couple episodes was the the sort of reckoning with um like the sort of reckoning that mob has with with his powers mm-hmm. right like he lives kind of in a sort of denial of them right he kind of like represses them to a to a degree um and the finale being a lot about him just like accepting um you know that as a part of him but also like you know um being able to to recognize like well i mean like this is a part of me but um not all of these emotions are are something that you know are um that i want to express like they're valid that i'm having them but you know um and then obviously there is the the very sort of emotional conclusive uh climax right the the arc that is um 
you know, him learning that that Reagan doesn't have powers. And obviously, you yeah. know, he, he knew all along that Reagan didn't <laughs> have powers. But it is like one thing to know it and like to have that sort of like voice inside your head telling you um, like, oh, he's lying to you. He just wants to use right. your powers. Right. And another yeah. thing for him to like, you know, uh, have the bravery to come out and say, like, I was lying to you. Right. Um, it, yeah. It is a show that is not just about Mob's development as a character, but mm-hmm. uh, a, a lot about Reagan. And yes. you know, <laughs> it's one of those shows also where if if you're watching it as kind of um, uh, somebody on the older end of the the sort of anime spectrum, you know, the older end of the anime spectrum being, uh, of course, anybody over like 25, right? Like, uh, there's only two demographics in anime, and it's like uh, high school students and like old people, right? <laughs> So, um, but you really, really get a sense uh, of of Reagan. You see the show a lot from from Reagan's perspective of mm-hmm. just like being an adult that is just like, oh god, I don't know, I, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I um I I feel like this is such a good like I mean we know that it's a coming of age story, but it feels like so true to that genre because you just you feel like you've watched your child grow up and become like a fully re- realized adult or more complete person by the end of the show. Um, and you feel so proud of him. You feel you, you, you've literally like watched the entire development. And you, so you, you get to see things from Reagan's perspective, um, watching mob and trying to guide mob onto like the right path and like kind of get that, those, those good parenting vibes, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's 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 wonderful the way that you get to see yeah not only Mob's growth but also by the end you get to see all of the characters that he's influenced too and how he's been able to bring them together and change their lives. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I would say that as a coming of age story, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's a coming of age story for Mob as like somebody who is uh, in the very a very volatile period of um, yeah. sort of like puberty and like that kind of emotional storm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it is also, you know, in a sense, a coming of age story for for Reagan, who in a lot of ways represents uh, a lot of people who sort of kind of become disillusioned with the um, the sort of uh, traditional way of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he used to be a, a corporate office worker and it was just something that was unsustainable for him. And, you know, he's branched out and he, he does this this whole other sort of business where, you know, it, I mean, he is like scamming people. But um, on a certain level, he is also trying like, you know, realistically to help people and um and in many ways, he does end up being able to do that once once Mob comes into his life. And so you have the sort of like, uh, you know, this start where Reagan is kind of this like sleazy con man. And then this end where Reagan is like becoming an adult, right? An adult human being. And you get to see the sort of uh, a very similar arc in Serizawa, who is somebody who's basically like like a neat. Kinda right. <laughs> like he is, he's like he's like the extreme end of like you know uh, he's an adult man that just like has like zero experience in anything, right? And like mm-hmm. he's like completely shut out society in the world, and he also gets to acclimate to the world. You know he yeah. he goes and he goes to like school and he yes. works for Reagan and like he yep. he just becomes you know integrated into society again. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, Mob Psycho 100. Very, very good. Very good. Um, I definitely want to give the entire series a rewatch because I think it would, it would really like you know, it, I to get the sort of complete picture. I think I think you yes. should just watch uh-huh. all of it and probably yeah. you know read the manga too. Read the but, manga too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I loved Mob Psycho 100, and it yes. was it was one of my favorite things that came out last year. It's such a good complete experience and it's not too long not too short it's it feels like just right it feels it feels just right a lot of anime never end up getting that third season and, and, <laughs> and we're i mean obviously mob psycho is like very very popular so i'm i'm glad that it ended up being um being able to you know have a conclusion um yeah. <laughs> which is really great um we got we got the end of the dimple arc <laughs> Dimple. Oh. Yeah, that was it. Was that was mm, it was so much. Oh. <laughs> it really, really hit you. Really hit you. Like episode six, I think of of Mob Psycho felt like the end of the the end of the series, right at the end of the season. And then they just kept going. They just started up again. They're like, okay, next week, here you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think good. it was it was very well put together. All right. Yes. Let's talk about Mobile Suit Gundam, The Witch from Mercury. Okay, so at the time that we recorded the anniversary episode, we had not watched the last episode, um, the last couple episodes. Mm -hmm. We have now watched the last episode of The Witch from Mercury and Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) We, I would still say that even though we now have more context for the rest of the season that we appropriately placed which from Mercury in our our anime of the year rankings, like I still think that it's 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 worth being up on the list. Um, and then also like the ending of the season is such a it's such a gut punch, but in like a uh, what's going to happen next kind of way. Right, right. You have <laughs> no idea what's going to happen next. And I, 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 I will, I will say, I think I still agree with what I said in that wrap up episode where. Mm-hmm. A lot of what, a lot of how I will feel about the series as a whole will depend on the execution of the the rest of the story. Yes, um, but this the first season proposes some really interesting questions and is like very forward about putting putting slapping down some intrigue and mystery and some like what the fuck and some you know uh, some. Very Gundam themes, let's say. Yeah, talk- yeah. So <laughs> what I really like about this season is that sometimes with Gundam, they kind of jump straight into like the politics and the, uh-huh, you know, this yeah. is a, a troubled teen wrapped up in the greater scheme of things, right? But with Witch from Mercury, they they kind of take their time with it. They ease you into all of that stuff. You get a little like a little bit of political underpinnings here and there that's going around around the children. But for the most part, you're more absorbed in like their kind of like day to day academic, like uh, like them trying to sort out their lives essentially while they're at school, um, and then the end of this season shows you, oh yes, you are still in a Gundam anime, by the way. Yeah, we're yeah, going yeah. that way. <laughs> we're we're pulling the story in that direction now. These are tools of war. You're gonna see some war. Um, you are going so, to see some war. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm I'm actually really glad that they kind of went in this direction because sometimes, like, especially for people who don't 
normally watch Gundam, they're kind of put off by by being thrust into the middle of that, even though that's essentially what happens with the characters too. And so some people like that. If you're not as familiar with the genre or that type of storytelling, it can feel very overwhelming. There's like a lot of like names of important political figures and a lot of like, you know, factions that are battling each other over these giant robots. And it can feel like a lot. And so I I just really like the way that they structured everything for this show because it builds all the investment that you need to be able to get into that stuff, you know, in subsequent seasons. Mm -hmm. I really liked the way that the last episode recontextualized the whole season. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, when when they're sort of in the, um, the last sort of quarter, right, where yeah. they're like, I don't want to make weapons of war. Yeah. Right? And you're like, yeah, I mean, that that's that's fair. Right. And they have like a whole argument about it. And they're like, OK, we'll we'll make we'll make like medical equipment or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, OK, yeah, I, I guess that's fair. Um, And then you get the the last the last episode and you're like. Yeah, yeah, these are weapons of war. <laughs> and, <laughs> by the way. But by, by the way, these are weapons of war. And also, Soleta has been manipulated by her mom the whole time. And it probably yep. is like a, a sleeper agent, like, killing machine, which is Isn't like, that crazy? Jesus Christ. Isn't that crazy? Oh, my God. The way they, they it feels kind of abrupt until you, you kind of, like, think back on her all of her interactions with her mom. And it's like, oh, my God, Yeah. <laughs> Also, like the the whole recontextualization of the um the saying that Suleta got from her mom, the like you know running away is one and moving forward is two. Yes, right? just completely different context. Yes, yep. And it, you, it it feels like it feels yeah like the sleeper agent switch has been has been turned. <laughs> And like her mom finally was like, "Here we go." <laughs> I I would also say that I I think it is really interesting to study all of the characters, um, all of the like student characters when you know the the last episode hits, right? When all all the sh all the shit goes down, basically, mm -hmm. right? Because you have um, Suleta, who is like really naive, but also like prop like probably brainwashed and like literally cannot understand what the f what is going on right right and and you have Miorine who is like really grappling with the fact now right the sudden realization that that these are tools of war and that you know there is a there is a sort of like bloody underbelly to technological development where a lot of it comes from the military industrial complex right in america at least that is that is generally quite true like a lot of our technology comes from military tech first right you know like stuff yeah. like gps and even you know the kind of like space race stuff was stuff that was all intended for for like military stuff right we in right. the 80s were like we want orbital lasers that will shoot down nuclear missiles <laughs> like yeah <laughs> christ it, it, it i love the way that this first season has felt like the kind of like childlike utopia that they right live in. Yeah, yeah yeah but then the, the sheltered the war, garden. yeah yeah exactly the sheltered area and then now the war is coming whether you like it or not you can choose to make these like weapons of war into something that's nice for like humanity and civilization but interested parties are going to come and use them for you know 
it the is, original intended purpose. It is also like a very stark reminder that they're they're basically going to military school, right? Yes. Like yes. they're they're all like you know they're they're like oh the duels like our our pride is on the line. It feels like the you know and like at the end of the day like you know the stakes may feel high, but you know nobody's mm-hmm. gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you realize. Oh, okay. They're they're training them to fight in like war, and people are going to die, right? Like you kind of have um, uh, you kind of have a ghoul um, have this this very similar arc where he's like you know top dog, uh, king duelist boy, and then he gets like dethroned immediately, and like he's like I I don't know what to do with my life anymore, and just like fucking runs away and becomes like just like a like a you know a, a regular sort of blue collar worker and then all of a sudden he gets mixed up back into this and he's like oh my god i killed my dad oh fuck bro i'm so invested in his character because he got so messed up <laughs> it is it is truly one of the most like jacked up things that could happen to yeah. a guy that just has had nothing going for him the whole series yeah. like you know obviously he starts the show as a kind of a pompous asshole and mm-hmm. you root against him but after that you you just like I kind of feel bad now like his his dad sucks a lot of ass and then like his dad is like he does suck but also you're like I I'm not sure I wanted to watch this like this little boy kill his dad and suddenly become a man with blood <laughs> on his hands right <laughs> It really, it really hurt too because then you, the dad shows that he cares about his son. Right, you know, he, like, he he shows that on some he level it. he does care. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like it would it would honestly be easier if if you knew your dad hated you, right? <laughs> you could at least car- like compartmentalize that and just be like, yeah, I mean that that's like really fucked up, but but like you know he he, he never came around. But like no, the fact that he was just like, oh, I'm so proud of you, son. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, but he killed okay. you. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm really excited for the next season. Yes. I, I I think it's coming pretty soon. Actually, I think it's coming yeah. like next season. So yeah, let's go. Ooh, baby, we gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, I will be watching with both of my eyeballs. <laughs> Not just one, both. <laughs> Nope, just, just, yep, both at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Bochi the Rock. Um, This show needs no introduction. It ended up being the, like, most popular thing that aired in a season where Chainsaw Man was also airing, which is actually fucking insane. That's crazy. I, I, so, I guess the reception that I saw didn't really talk a lot about this show, so that actually makes me really happy to hear, because I think it deserves as as much recognition because it is such a good solid like heartfelt show <laughs> yeah i mean the thing is about butchie the rock is that it is i think it is a show that resonated so much specifically with artists right because mm-hmm. it is a a show about making art right and what that yeah. means and like mm-hmm. the sort of different motivations and like you know what does it mean to make things for an audience right um and so as a result like I think you got this huge, huge flood of Bochi the Rock fan art, um, and it really kind of blew up almost overnight, and it is kind of wild because it's not super often 
that and I, I think I mentioned this. It's not super often that a um, that a season will course correct and something will suddenly become the most popular thing. A lot of the times, like the most hype thing is the thing that maintains the most momentum, right? And it's not to say Chainsaw Man didn't. I think Chainsaw Man was still one of the biggest things that happened, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it, also, this season was so ridiculously stacked with like such high quality anime that it was, yes. you know, it had a lot of competition. And I mean, Chainsaw Man still, I think, ended up coming out like as at least number two or uh, or tied, you know, for number one with with um with Bochi. But Bochi the Rock uh, ended up being like this perfect storm of being this very heartfelt story about making art, right, and being vulnerable. And, um, and especially because Bochi is such a loner, um, and the lyrics that she writes are, you know, for people that didn't have the, the glowing, sparkling springtime youth, right? You know, it's, it's kind of for the people that had more of those like loner experiences. I think that's a lot of the reason why it resonated with people, uh, because it, it's kind of refreshing and. Part of the reason that, um, um, according to the um, the mangaka, the creator of Bochi the Rock, you know, part of the reason that it um, took ended up taking that direction was because, you know, it like she wanted to make the series distinct from Kaon, right? Like, if you're in the business of making an anime that is about cute girls playing instruments, like you are inevitably going to draw discussions. Um, and be compared to Kaon. But sure. I think that this is such a different take that it yes. is like, it's like so refreshing, right? And like, the thing is like, Kaon is good in its own right. You know, it, mm-hmm. there's a reason that Kaon kind of is uh, this sort of kingpin of the Moe blob sort of <laughs> era, right? <laughs> but like, Bochi the Rock has this, like, I would say that it, sh- it sheds the optimism that Kaon has the like the relentless optimism uh, uh. and kind of introduces um just sort of like an element of of realism and an element of groundedness and and I think that goes a long way in making sure that the main sort of themes and story stay grounded while the characters get to do all the kind of like wacky goofy you know gags and stuff right like right the animation team obviously had so much fun making the show you can tell that there's all these like weird wacky bits like they put a lot of work into just like animating little small character details about Mm -hmm. each character in a way where it is indicative of their their personality like there's a lot of visual storytelling a lot of very casual visual storytelling that Mm -hmm. um that happens uh in in the course of of the animation and the animation really feels like its own kind of distinct entity from the manga yeah i i I actually like that you brought up the whole kaon thing because i didn't think about kaon once while watching yeah yeah it's very easy to go and like not remember kaon like except for maybe at the very beginning when you're like oh it's about cute girls doing band stuff right and it's not not that's not even to knock on like kaon or anything it's just that this i think the author more than succeeded in their goal of like making this distinct from kaon it's just a completely different story mm-hmm. um yeah and i feel like it's it's one that you know we can resonate with because to me it i feel like it's more easy to relate to bochi the rock 
if you're, you know, our age or younger, you know, there's there's a bit of that like right, yeah, a little bit of that jaded sentimentality, but also a little bit of that anxiety for the future, you know, um, and I I like that I I like that it 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 shows like a true exploration of like it's not just an optimistic dream like there is there is of course room for that kind of storytelling, but this one takes such a distinct tone of like you know, worrying about the future and also like worrying about making friends now and how do I right. enjoy life now? <laughs> I, would, yeah. I would also say that I think that there is a lot uh, that sort of, uh, a lot of the charm of the show comes mm -hmm. from the fact that it is so like, obviously the, the manga itself is very well like researched and you can kind of tell that the where the inspirations are are coming from if especially if you're kind of into the the Japanese like music scene um mm -hmm. the main band members of Kesaku band all of their uh, i believe all of their last names come from members of uh, Asian Kung Fu generation um, oh okay <laughs> and uh i learned that that uh Hiroi Kikuri um uh the name uh Hiroi comes from the band uh Hachiju Hachi Junryo Kase which is uh, which is like a, a Japanese like um, alt sort of math, possibly acid rock. Um, people have people always like quibble about like the genres. It's like oh no, this is more like surf rock than it is acid rock actually. But like oh, you God. know, um, <laughs> self described acid rock, right? Um, sure. The, uh, 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 the stylings of of Hiroi. and I think like uh, the fact that they captured the genres of music that they were trying to portray very well is a, v a very big strength of the anime. They did such a good job with that. Um, and it, that is a dimension that you won't get in the manga. Like, that is that is part of what makes the anime so unique and special, right? Um, yeah, you but, get to even hear the music through the anime. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's good, and it's good. And yeah, they, they it's good. Came out with an entire like album of songs, like even with you know uh, songs that they they didn't put into the show, and um th apparently at some point they're probably they're gonna release I think on like the Blu-ray or something they're they're gonna release the full version of um the song that um that Sick Hack performs in uh in that in that episode I don't remember which episode it is um but like that song sent me on kind of down a rabbit hole where I was like hmm. Japanese acid rock, huh? So I, I started kind of looking into <laughs> into the stuff, right? Um, uh -huh. And now it is it is like taking up a, a considerable portion of my brain right now. Is just like, oh shit, I really like this. <laughs> you know, it, it led me to a genre that I really vibe with. Oh, good. I think that one of the most beautiful things about being alive is discovering your new favorite music. Like, and you do that, like, constantly. You do it, like, year after year, right? Sure. Like, you'll always find something, and you're just like, this is my new favorite thing of all time. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that is a lot of how I feel. Um, and, like, yeah, like, Japanese acid rock is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say, like, you know, Bochi the Rock is is such a such a good little show. The Like, there are, like, little sort of quibbles you can have with it, right? You can kind of point out that sometimes, like, they... they overdo it a little bit with the animation like um sometimes it's better to let a joke sort of like sit for a little bit um there's also just the um just you know just the sheer fact that like the they had some amount of you know uh stuff they had to work around in terms of uh adapting the st the story um and what i heard was that um 
the school festival arc t- takes place like relatively uh, soon in the manga, like relatively close to the beginning. But there's a very large arc that happens after that, and they didn't want to get caught in that really awkward like between seasons thing. Um, uh huh. But hopefully, with the popularity of of season one of Bochi the Rock, they uh, managed to to do the second season. You know. Because I I would love to watch more of it and I'm I'm really curious I might you know go back and read the manga um to to know what happens in the story but man the anime was like something really really special like kind of kind of like um kind of, really kind of lightning in a bottle like kind of came at the perfect time at least for me personally like it it was it came to me and resonated with me at the the sort of time that I needed it and yeah. as a result mm-hmm. it it kind of is one of my favorite things now right it, <laughs> I have. It, I'm attaching memories to it now. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the terms about, you know, starting up a new series and even anime or whatnot, is that you never know, like, timing-wise when a series will kind of end up landing with you. But some, but when it hits that sweet spot of, like, you know, you need this type of story in your life at that moment in your right. life, <laughs> like, it can easily just escalate, like, a show like that to to an even higher degree. Um, yeah, for me, I, I enjoyed this anime so much that when the ending came around, I was like, how are they going to end it? And then they just kind of end it rather like a little quietly. Right. I was like, yeah, oh, I want, I want more now. I want to see them some more. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they, they did a, they actually, if you go back and look, they actually did a very, very incredible job of adapting the story in such a way that the energy is carried throughout the last couple episodes, despite the fact that they're basically adapting, like not a lot of material. They're extrapolating Mm. quite a bit out of it. And I think to a certain extent, you can feel that, right? Mm -mm. But at the same time as as a sort of anime only experience it it's pretty solid it is good it is good it didn't feel like a it didn't feel quite as trite as a and then things go on i mean that is essentially right. what the ending is is that they they continue on with their high school lives but emotionally it feels like a good conclusion to the season and so it does yeah and yeah and yeah like, yeah and it's because like thematically it works quite well as as mm-hmm. a sort of season ender, right? Because the the whole thing about Bochi is that she just like can't socialize with people at school. Like school is this really big hurdle for her, mm-hmm. and so as a result, the school festival and her playing in the school festival and you know having that hiccup and and you know picking up the the glass you know jar and then just like going ham with it, right? Yeah. Um, the, with with the fucking rock and slide right like it shows that she has had some growth right and at the same time it does not let her have that victory so easily right because immediately after that she tries to do that stage dive and oh fucking that flops. hurt me <laughs> and you're just like yeah it hurt yeah, to watch right? it, i i really enjoyed it because it wasn't just like oh like she's fixed now she's better right like she, she's right. made like uh, some progress right it's like right. you can tell she's made some progress but yes. you know it's not that easy yeah yeah mentally she still has a long way to go in terms of like reading situational awareness and and whatnot but like you know you already knew you already knew throughout the whole show that she had the technical proficiency to be able to play well 
It's just that she didn't have the confidence to do so, especially in front of a stage. She only had enough confidence to do so, like, in her closet in front of a microphone to record on on the internet. Um, so for her to, for you to be able to see that growth of, like, hey, yo, she can, like, she can tear it up on the stage if she really, like, zones in and, and like, hones in on that. And then after she's done playing, it's like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got, gets, we've got she gets Bochy a little victory. <laughs> she gets a little victories, but then, yeah. then you have to be reminded that she's still yes. Bochi. She's still Bochi, but it's so sweet. It's so endearing. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, the the fucking vocal performances were incredible. Um, yeah. The, the, very, the, the very famous, at this point, uh, Bochi, like, scream. Um, <laughs> the story behind that is apparently they were initially going to, like, process it in post to make it you know, sound more metallic, but the voice actress just came out with that scream and they were like, <gasps> it's fine as it is, Jesus! Uh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do anything to it, it's perfect. <laughs> so, that was, uh, I mean, Bochi the Rock, one of my favorite things now. It's Very great. cool. Um, I, I, wanna, I wanna own the music, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's all on Spotify if you, want, if you wanna listen to it. Nice, good, good, good. Okay, Akiba Made War, which, uh... <laughs> Okay, so here's <laughs> here's the thing about Occupy Made War, uh-huh. right? I had no idea what to expect from this. Me show. neither. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and for me, honestly, as good as everything else is, Occupy Made War really feels like the sleeper hit of the season. Like, okay, l- nobody's yes, l- talking about Occupy Made War, but. I'm shocked that no one is talking about it, and yet at the same time, I kind of get it because the way that it. it presents itself, it it doesn't feel like you know, like like it doesn't feel like it has like the iconic characters for you to latch onto, like Chainsaw Man or Spy Family. It doesn't have any of like the the wholesome vibes maybe that you might get from Bochi, where it's like, yeah, I can I can vibe with the with the message and and you know the kind of slice of life thing. It it just it just has its own like kind of like corner of of the anime world that it just like springs forth from and it's so incredible to watch because especially if you don't have any expectations of the show i think that's yeah. probably like the best way to go into it okay if, <laughs> if you haven't seen uh-huh. akiba made war mm-hmm. i would highly recommend going and just watching it like now just pause the episode go watch it akiba made war is the anime of all time for me, honestly. <laughs> like, it, it, Akuma Made War is so, like, it, it to me has this vibe that is really similar to anime in the kind of like early to mid 2000s. Like, yes. anime that just like didn't really give a fuck and yes. kind of did whatever they wanted. Like, oh my god, yeah. Uh huh. It, it's, it's, it's an original anime, which, like, you know, I love me an original anime, right? Mm-hmm. And, they went fucking ham with it. Like, I have never seen an anime that was, that had, like, such a ridiculous concept played so fucking straight to the (laughs) point of absurdity. This show is so fucking funny. It is hilarious, and I love that you said, like, like this this show has zero restraint whatsoever, and you get a lot of like when you see other shows, you can see that like they're they're really well polished. They have like a certain like like di- directorial like vision, you know, and it's very tightly like 
wound together thematically and whatnot. And this has themes and it has story and and it's just willing to like push everything to the nth degree. It's willing to go above and beyond what another anime might what another story might do right like so, you you would expect some some level of, of of restraint to like kind of keep everything reined in there's no reins here they just go full hog <laughs> no yeah ab- absolutely they just fucking hit the gas and they yes. never they never let up right yeah like there is obviously you know some of the episodes in the middle kind of coast a little bit but sure. like still the stuff that happens is fucking insane akiba made war feels like if you condensed Gintama into a, <laughs> into a one season show, right? Like it's basically okay. So Akira Edward is basically this like like gangster movie, like this fucking mafia yes. movie, yes. right? Played completely straight, except it's about maid cafes as the gangs in like you know the nineties to two thousands in Akiba and. That's the concept they go with, and they fucking keep going with it, right? They're like, the gu- the maids, you know, they have this this territory war, and they shoot each other with guns. And you're like, okay, all right. And there's an episode where, like, people are fucking dealing in anime figurines. <laughs> and they're killing each other over the anime figurines. And there's an episode where somebody fucking dies, and they play baseball. And that's just the episode. <laughs> they just play baseball. What What's so interesting about this anime? Because I was trying to describe it to someone else um, about like what I was watching, and there, to me at least, maybe I'm I'm just not very good with like trying to de- to describe what Akiba Made War is, but like it almost feels like no matter what we say about it, it will never amount to what it actually is. You know, it it just is that crazy but also that good the experience of watching it truly is just something that cannot be captured in words it is an experience and i will say that akiba made war is so like it's so fucking absurd and ridiculous and there's no reason that any of it should work and yet it is it plays everything so straight and like ridiculously straight to the point of absurdity where everything just becomes fucking hilarious and then all of a sudden <laughs> things get really serious and you're like yeah have i developed an emotional attachment to these characters like I got, did i, I actually did I'm i actually like crying. fucking do i actually fucking care about this like do i, do I fucking care about her like blood brother but the, all, they like change they swapped name tags and like that's a yeah. whole thing and like suddenly like uh, one of the old guard members of, of the, the, the fucking maid Yakuza comes back from prison and she's busting heads and then she just gets fucking gunned down by the, the upper staff at her own organization. Like, yeah, yeah. Huh, it, huh. It, it, to, like, the way that, like, even if you were to, like, read the synopsis or, like, see some of the promotional imagery, it feels like... On the surface, it's like this kind of like LOL random humor type of anime, right? You know what I'm talking about. Like the kind that are like very surface level. They're just there for the laughs. And and it's like very random humor, right? It's like the humor is in the absurdity, right? But this show somehow manages to contain like 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 through lines 
for everything that they're doing. Like, there's a scene in the beginning where someone gets murdered, and it's a quintessential plot point to the climax of the show. And it's like, oh my god, I remember that scene now! (laughs) What? (laughs) It's... Um, (laughs) It's also just, like, the, the whole sort of, like, thematic through line of, like, I want to make a I'm I want to make a world where maids don't have to kill each other. Like <laughs> that's that's where we are. Like the the characters in the show one of them is a jaded maid who has taken up killing despite not having wanted to do and the other is somebody who still has that innocence of of like not killing people and mm-hmm. she wants to make a better world for maids and like they have they have a rapport and a dynamic and like you get to know them and then one of them fucking dies mhm she just she just fucking dies like she just gets fucking Kazuma Kiryu stabbed by a wa- yeah. like a walking passerby and you're like is she dead yeah, and, and she's dead. She's dead yeah. for the rest of the show. Like, yeah. there's no fake out. She's just fucking dead. That's why it 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 does so well with integrating the the gangster yakuza plot lines into the show. Like, it includes all of those tropes, but in a way you just wouldn't expect them to come up because it's a show about maids <laughs> <laughs> and it's about animal maids and the the gang is like they're 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 pig maids and they have the yeah. they do pig puns and they're like oink oink and it still manages to catch you off guard even after you're familiar with the conceit it, it's honestly like i i would just watch it man it, <laughs> it, it will, is unbelievable it is so incredible if you manage to watch the entire thing, it is a worthwhile experience. I just, I have to put it out there. You you might not, you might be like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know what they're talking about after the first episode or whatever, right? You're like, oh, wow, that's that's far from what I expected. But how how will they go? How will they proceed from there? And it just keeps getting better during the rest of the show. And then the ending hits you and you're like, that was an amazing ending. Yeah, they fucking <laughs> nailed it. They nailed they the nailed ending. They nailed it. <laughs> Like, full 10-point landing on that ending. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. Like, woo! And yeah. also, just like, man. You could tell they had so much fucking fun writing this and animating it. They're like, <laughs> fuck, we're, we're just gonna, we're gonna put the balls to the walls, man. Like, skeet skeet, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. It, it is it is a raucous time. Like it is yes. truly an experience and you can tell they had so much fun making it and you can tell that like it is it is the truest sort of example of the of of the adage that like when you have comedy you have to play it as straight as possible for other people to find it funny. And this is like the truest example of that. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. Like I there were moments where I was like, what the fuck is happening? My jaw mm-hmm. is like on the floor. There are moments mm-hmm. where I'm fucking busting a gut laughing. And there are moments where like, I, I kind of feel something for these characters. I'm like, oh, geez. Like, that's an emotion <laughs> I'm feeling. Oh, man. <laughs> Christ alive. Okay. Yeah. In, in a world where, like, and 
like I'm really sad that I didn't get to to talk about Akiba Made War more in the in the wrap up because it really shot up my rankings, right? Mm. But in a world where this aired in any other season, like it would be my favorite thing of the season, right? And it just so happened to air in like the one of the strongest seasons in living memory. <laughs> Yeah, I wish we had been able to finish it before we did our anniversary episode yeah, because I think yeah. it would have definitely made a spot up there because by that point, we hadn't gotten to like the real meat of the season yet. We were still kind of in the middle. Um, so <laughs> it would have been very different. Agiba Maid War would have definitely made it up there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, it really might have. It really might have. Um, I, I probably would have at least put it in honorable mention. Yes, I think. yes, for sure. Yeah, definitely yeah, at yeah. least honorable mention. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, right. I'm the villainous, so I'm taming the final boss. Um, did you finish this? I, I did not finish this. it. Did you? No. Oh um, no! Neither of us finished it. <laughs> this this to me felt like the the most misplaced expectation. Oh uh, yeah, we were looking forward to this. Like I was looking forward to this very heavily because I really <laughs> yeah. enjoyed the manga adaptation. Yes, and it we just, love the manga. It just wasn't as good, which is yeah. sad to say. I I remember almost nothing about it, and I it, honestly, it may even just be that the first arc is just better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would say I would just recommend reading the manga definitely, and then uh, if you're interested in more of the story, maybe check out the light novel. Um, yeah, maybe but- hit up the light novel. Yeah, the anime, like, it's not that the anime is, like, offensively bad. It's just that, like, I don't think they had, like, the time or the resources to really, like, yeah, you can dig you into can, it. You can tell yeah. it was just one of those, like, this is a popular genre, let's crank it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but, um... Yeah. Yeah, what, I, and that's shame. essentially why we didn't finish it. Okay, all right, um... So before we talk about the stuff that Renny watched that I didn't, um, we there okay. So the, the, the elephant in the room, right? Um, ah. the, is is Chainsaw Man. Um, yeah. We're not talking about Chainsaw Man this episode because the next episode of the Absolute Territory podcast will be about Chainsaw Man. So there's your, there's your spoiler. <laughs> there's your spoiler. That's what the next episode is about. That's why we're not talking about it. So you know we're not talking about because we hate it. <laughs> Yeah, Tatsuki Fujimoto eats dirt. <laughs> yeah, we'll okay. we'll have a whole episode to discuss um, the anime and the manga. So and the manga. Well, we will yeah. cover part one, Chainsaw Man part one, right? Oh, really? Okay. Um, because Chainsaw Man part two is is still in in serialization. Uh, so mm, um, mm-hmm. hard to, hard to make any any statements about it. Um, sure. I do really like part two of Chainsaw Man. By the way, um, I have mm. been keeping up with it. And yeah, it it is it is that it is the manga. It is the manga of all time. <laughs> Tatsuki Fujimoto. <laughs> nobody does it like Tatsuki Fujimoto. Let me tell you. So, <laughs> tell me about the, uh, tell me about the rest of Blue Lock because we I, I we did watch a, at least a couple we, we episodes watched, of it yes, together. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I will say that um, for the two sports anime <laughs> that I watched this season, Blue Lock and Yoimushi Pedal, they both continued on into the next season into winter twenty twenty three. Um, so I'll just say that I think for you, because you're not like super into sports anime, you're more into like, I don't know, at least for Blue Lock, you were more into like the, the crazy psychological stuff that was going on. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. it, I think you hopped off at the right time because okay. it proceeds into a lot more of the sports stuff. That's not to say that's not at least riveting to me. Um, but that's because I'm more interested in that stuff as well. 
Um, I mean, I, it, I yeah. enjoy the sports aspect sure. of a sports anime as long yeah. as I am kind of invested in the characters. Like, Blue, sure. Lock, Blue Lock to me presented me with, like, 20 of the most insane characters I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And that is the perfect <laughs> recipe for getting me interested in something, right? Sure. Um, the problem I find with a lot of sports anime is they're, they're hard for me to get into because it's really hard for me to just, like... I mean, like, I know, I know that as a genre, sports anime kind of has these tropes, but it's really hard for me to get into, like, in the enjoyment of, of those tropes, really. Sure. Um, is what I would say. Yeah, um, no, and I definitely get that. And I would say that Blue Lock has some of it, but for the most part... um stays consistent with how absolutely bat crazy the entire conceit is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it, it continues to like not only stay on target but also like uh, <laughs> escalate it <laughs> the more the story goes on. Um so there is at least that part of it, but um I would say after that intro part it kind of like goes into more of like exploring like uh, like the 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 dynamic of what it's like to have a team full of egotistical strikers. Like, no one knows. Like, like they have to, like, ap- appoint a random guy to be the goalie, right? And he doesn't want to be goalie. He wants to be a striker, right? It's like that kind of thing. Right. Where they have to appoint different team positions to people who don't play those positions and have no interest in doing so. But they have to be a functional team in order to win and advance, you know, further into the, the, the blue lock uh, system. Um, and I will say that, like, it it is like quintessentially the opposite of like your wholesome sports anime <laughs> the anti haiku <laughs> yeah it is the anti haiku it's uh one of my favorite sports anime is big wind up which is wholesome baseball anime it is the opposite the anti big wind up it's just it is so in a normal wholesome anime right you would have like you know you got your 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 teammates right and you're like wow my teammates are so strong i'm gonna like i'm gonna be inspired by them and i'm gonna learn how to do more things and provide for the team and like you know and and do it and do things like that right in blue lock it's like a negative to be a good teammate but on top of that you still have to win and you still have to have teammates so what what do you do well in blue lock the logic is of course when you've got a good teammate who has talents that you don't have, you devour them. That is the oh actual my God. verbiage that they have in the show. You devour them. And so it's not like like actual physical cannibalism, but it's like you you cannibalize their talents, right? You're like, okay, well, this person is really good at juggling the ball or whatever, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so you you the main character especially is like is on team i'm going to devour everyone so that i can be the best <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> he has his own team and he's like learning this more and more as the as the series gone and so it just becomes more and more absurd to the point that like whenever like like there's that there's one point where he uh he brings someone onto his team that he knows is like a hot dumpster fire of ego right but he's really good at soccer and so um, it, it was, it's one of the situations where it's like you defeat the team and therefore you get to pick one of their members to join your team. Right. And so rather than picking the guy who was like a little weaker, but like, uh, more team oriented, he chose the selfish prick who's really good at scoring goals 
um, to join their team because he's really, you know, he's he's good at soccer. But of course, when you bring someone onto that onto your team who's like that, he's not going to be willing to work with you. He wants to do his own thing. He's like, give me all, give me the ball all the time so that I can score. And so then the main character is just like, well, I can't rein you in. I can't change you at all. So I'm just going to devour your talents. I'm going Jesus to make it so that Christ. I don't even need you on my team so that and win. I'll win without you. And that's what he did. He won without the guy. He humiliated him. Oh my god. <laughs> so, uh it's a great show. It still continues to be riveting in the, <laughs> in the next like, season as well. I feel like Luck is one of those shows <laughs> that you have to watch and enjoy without taking too terribly seriously because like you know that the guy that makes Blue Luck doesn't fucking believe that, <laughs> like, you know he doesn't believe that this is, like, this is true or possible, right? Like, no, you, no, you no. have to know, right? It has I, that self-awareness about it, yeah. <laughs> I did recently learn, though, that um, uh-huh. that uh, the manga has a scene that specifically calls out two of the most famous soccer players in Japan by name, and they removed that for the anime, and people were like, oh, you should have kept that in. <laughs> Really? What did it say? <laughs> I'm so well, curious. I mean, well, so you know the line where he's just like, you know, Japan has never won like a World Cup. Uh huh. Um. So in the in the manga, apparently somebody brings up those two those two players and is like, what about these like really good Japanese players? And it's like, have they ever won the World Cup? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I can I can see why maybe maybe you might for sponsorship reasons possibly <laughs> not want to put that in your anime. <laughs> But that's fucking that's, incredible. That is legendary, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I I like this series a lot. I, I I've been like as it's been releasing weekly, I've been looking forward to the updates. So it's a it's a good sports anime. <laughs> also, it's crazy. All right. Um, yeah, uh, Yoimushi Pedal is more of you know, the the same. If you like Yoimushi Pedal, you'll you'll enjoy the latest season there the big race they're trying to win that's 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 it <laughs> um i also watched uh jojo stone ocean part three it's it's the last nice. part nice, nice, yeah nice. i got to see the the conclusion because i hadn't read the manga for um jojo's yet um and so i didn't know at all how this was gonna end <laughs> the part, part stone ocean <laughs> yeah, part yeah. three and so <laughs> now now i understand why you like <laughs> you had a certain reaction to stone ocean's <laughs> ending like 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 I don't remember exactly what you had said, but I just remember you had an emotion, and you were like, "Oh," <laughs> it- and I was like, "Huh? Okay, I wonder what what's gonna happen." I have no idea, and boy, I did. I had no idea. <laughs> the JoJo Stone Ocean as a whole is like this is this fucking roller coaster, right? Yeah. Like yeah. The thing about parts one, two, three four and even five is that at the end of the day they're pretty like straightforward in terms of what the actual plot is right Mm -hmm. um because you know part one is about jonathan trying to defeat dio part two is uh about uh joseph trying to beat a bunch of mayan vampires part three (laughs) is about dio being back and being a problem and uh jotaro being like well fuck i guess i'll have to beat the shit out of you right part mm-hmm. four is like oh fuck yoshikage kira we gotta get that dude right mm-hmm. it's like a small town murder mystery it's pretty yep. cool mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. part five is like you know like a gangster stuff right and mm-hmm. 
and then part six happens and you're like i don't actually know what the overarching plot is here like something is happening and i think it's, it's like the successor for for dio right it's like, it, the, the priest well like poochie so, is like inspired by dio yeah and like, so the thing is yeah. like it's like it's kind of like oh like dio is back in some small way and maybe there's a dio baby but then that aspect of the <laughs> of the story gets entirely forgotten about like immediately I like forgot about the it's baby there, <laughs> it's there for like a little bit and they're like oh it's an invisible baby and then like it's it just doesn't come up again really it was so important for a little while <laughs> they're like oh he's gonna grow a new dio and then he's like yeah nah never mind and you're like yeah. wait what what's going on here um <laughs> and then they and then they just fucking restart restart the whole universe <laughs> and i had no idea that that's where it would end up at the end because they were like oh everyone's dying and you know and in, 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 in like previous seasons of jojo in previous parts, I mean, they would be like, oh, all your, your, your comrades are dying. Now's the time for the Jojo to stand up and like, you know, really like, like either unlock more powers or like, you know, they'll, they'll do something smart or, or whatever to like defeat the final antagonist. But instead, I guess spoilers for like the end of Stone Ocean, they have everyone died and the whole world yep. starts over and it's like, and they have like the little. But I I actually kind of like the flip though that that rather than having uh, Jolene solve everyone's problems, she manages to make sure that the little kid stays safe, so that so that he'll be the one to save the world and defeat the priest. And yeah. somehow after that, that also that resets the world to 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 a point where like the priest never existed, and then all of his comrades are like. It's like it's like the happy AU ending. <laughs> right, right. Uh, it's it's really it's really quite interesting. Um I will also say yeah that uh it has a uh, JoJo part 6 has the most terrifying stand which is the one that turns everybody into snails. <laughs> it was so gross. It was that that that's scary, man. I don't want to become a snail. <laughs> I I had a really great time <laughs> watching it. Um, I think they did a good job, probably adapting the original source material. I I think so it too. Didn't feel yeah yeah. Although feel like you know I didn't watch it, so uh, but just going off your reaction, I I think they they probably yeah. did a good job. I yeah I think they sold it pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes the ocean uh, the ocean sometimes the anime <laughs> does clear up some things that are in the manga because like they uh -huh. have the the sort of. Uh, benefit of hindsight, and they can like sure, kind of yeah. stitch some stuff together. So I imagine mm -hmm. it probably felt more cohesive than than the manga did, it, in, at least in some small way. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, there were times where I was definitely lost as to like what what the priest's powers were, what this person's powers were, and whatnot. But I was they still little, enjoying little the messy, show. Little messy, yeah. It got it got really messy because his powers kept changing, and that's why I was like, I don't understand what's happening now. And part, uh, yeah, <laughs> part seven is more straightforward, but it's also mm -hmm. more bonkers. Oh, good. I, I'm actually really looking forward to part seven. I'm I'm hoping they'll animate that soon because I don't know where the story's gonna go now that they people, reset people, the universe. People have been waiting for part seven to be animated forever. Yeah. 
Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so I am. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. I'll definitely. Um, I might go back and watch Stone Ocean. I'll definitely pick up for part seven uh, when it starts airing because mm. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch. I gotta watch it. Like, I don't know if you remember anything about when I told when I told you anything about it. Um, if you don't remember anything about part seven, or if I didn't say anything about part seven. I'm not going to say anything because I need I need to be there when you experience it. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember anything aside from uh the fact that there was like a time reset. I didn't realize that it was at the end of Stone Ocean. I just, you know, yeah, knew yeah, that yeah. it was so going they, to happen. The, the timeline gets seven. reset and then yeah. and then yeah, mm-hmm. it happened, yeah. So, That's it, yeah. Uh anyway, <laughs> talk, uh, you want to tell me about Tiger and Bunny Two Part yeah, Two? Yeah, well, I mean, I I talked about it during the um, the rap, uh, yeah, the, the rap, the, the yeah, the, the anniversary episode briefly. Um, but yeah, I I would say like uh, just to touch on it since it is a part of the season that um, overall it's a really good ending to the series. So if you like Tiger and Bunny, um, it's a satisfying conclusion. Um, we had like we had a couple of shows this season that have really good endings. I'm actually really happy about that. You know, then it's like really quite the hardest part to nail. Yeah, quite pleased. Um, yeah, that one also has a an excellent ending. Um, so yeah, I would check it out if you like Tiger and Bunny. Fair, fair and enough. That's it. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, yeah. Uh, I guess that's I guess that's it for the season. Um, we mm. did manage to keep it relatively uh short. We did. Oh my gosh. Us. And Look at I th- that! <laughs> I think that is probably because we didn't talk about Chainsaw Man. Um, <laughs> so look forward to that episode. It will come out at some point. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I I can't really guarantee when when that's gonna come out. But mm. okay, fingers crossed. Knock on fucking wood. Um, I think we're we're about back on schedule now. Now, yeah, that, now yeah. that the, the season is over. Um, At the very yeah. least, it'll be our next um, non-seasonal episode. Chainsaw yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who are you and where can we find you on the internet? Hola. I'm Renu, also known as Swan. You can find me on Instagram at swan.drawn. You can find me um, everywhere else, Twitter, Facebook, whatnot. Um, at Swandron, I have uh, finished streaming all of Romancing Saga Minstrel Song. I say all of, but I only did one run. There's eight characters. Yahoo. I did the campaign for one character. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's a very, very quirky, niche JRPG, if that's your vibe. I have all the VODs up on my Twitch channel. And um, next, uh, this Friday, we will be starting a playthrough of Potionomics. It was gifted oh, to me by nice, nice, nice. a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and, I played yeah. through that game, and it was really cute. Yeah. I'm really excited. It, chat voted for it to be the next game that we play at, so um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Po- yeah, okay, Potionomics is, is very cute. I definitely mm-hmm. want to hear your thoughts after you finish it, um, mm. whenever, whenever you finish it. I think I clocked okay. about 45, 50 hours into it. Um, Whoa! Nice. <laughs> so it it has it has some some legs. It it has some legs. Uh, good, good, good. I would say, um, as as a sort of uh, as a sort of tip for potionomics, a lot hmm. of people found themselves kind of soft locked in it because they, uh, they just basically couldn't proceed past the first boss. Um, just focus on upgrades. Oh, uh, okay. Like I w- I would just say like upgrades are really important. So make sure you get them kind of as early as possible. Um, okay. And if you do that, you should be fine. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's a good tip. 
yeah. So that that is like the that is the tip that I had going into potionomics, and uh, so as as a gift, I will gift that <laughs> to you. Yes. <laughs> nice. Looking forward to that. Um, cool. I probably won't be able to pop in because you you always stream during my D and D time. Oh, that's totally fine. <laughs> what are you? What about you? Uh, you can find me all the places at Literal Soup, and I am working on some personal stuff, uh, some personal writing projects, which is nice. Um, I want to start streaming again, but I say that very quite tentatively because there's a couple of games on my on my stream backlog um, that I really want to get to. Um, it just hasn't been in the cards for my schedule yet, but hopefully mm. I will be able to start kind of integrating it um, back into my schedule of like, you know, at least one stream a week that is separate from our Ace Attorney stream would, would, be, would be good, I think, for me. Um, <laughs> I, um, so th- I, I, di- I didn't talk about this in the, uh, the catch-up, but um, I um, swapped sort of healthcare providers recently. Um, Mm. Uh, that is uh, is a quite a big thing that happened, and I, you know, got a recommendation for um, a psychiatrist, and I went in and I got a diagnosis for uh, Adahuda, and now I finally, have, yeah, <laughs> I finally got that that diagnosis, um, and I am I am somewhat medicated. I am not on stimulants, um, but I am on um I'm on a different uh, medication. But um, yeah, I mean it it that the let me tell you, it's a night and day difference. Um, is helping. well the medication is helping in some regards and not helping in others um oh so basically because i have um adhd and also like you know quite a mild depression right i talked about this the mild depression stuff um Uh. but i i do actually have mild depression right Uh, Uh. it's not like major it's not clinical um Mm -mm. but uh so i'm basically on on an antidepressant and it actually has been doing okay quite a lot for my energy levels um it oh. feels like you know obviously i i think you could probably tell um last half mm-hmm. last half of last year and you know a little bit into this year um i just i just haven't had energy to do anything but yeah. um mm-hmm. this feels like my energy levels are are back up it oh means that i can more reasonably kind of do certain things but anyway um it's an ongoing process like we're we're, okay. we're talking like you know i have meetings and we're talking and we're talking about like how effective the medication is and mm. you know what it's helping with and what it isn't helping with um mm-hmm. and yeah i mean it it just feels really great to be heard you know i think that this uh i would hope it ends up being like a really positive like force in your life to be able to actually get the care that you've been needing for a long time. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I have noticed like, at least like in the past like week or so that you've you've been more on top of things. So I'm hoping yes, that that's yeah. like a little indication. <laughs> I, you you know? can tell because the podcast episodes are finally coming out again. <laughs> 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 like like straight up, no joke. That is part of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, that's good. I'm hoping yeah. it'll it'll keep going uh, in a good direction for you. Yeah, I mean, I I think it I think it will. I really like the place that I'm I'm going to. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. Okay, our openings by Scott to Network. Ba-ba-ba! Our endings by Sakbakata. And the patrons we are going to thank today. I forgot to pull up the Patreon. Oh. I oops. Don't you dare forget them. Oops, oops, oops. Let me Our wonderful just, uh, honey bun Patreons. <laughs> let me just let me just pull that back up. Uh, How dare you close the page? It should be open at all times. So you, <laughs> you may I, thank I, them at all I, times. I, sometimes I just I forgot. <laughs> Let's see, let's see, let's see. Da, 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 da. Patrons, we are thanking this episode are Evan Williams, Magpie Mirror Test, Claire, Sean Dad, Cherubel, and Dylan Boats. Thank you so much for your support. Yay, thank you. We really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the postcards. Those were fun. Those were ah, yes. <laughs> okay, all right. That's, that's it for us. That's it for us. Woo. We will see you next time. See you next time. ね。